Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Welcome to the Final Inspection Show brought to you by the legendary Great Lakes Dragway in Union Grove. Make sure you check out their website at greatlakesdragway.com. And it uh, should be a fun weekend to get out there. And then, plus, don't forget, next week, Memorial Day weekend, the vintage drags. Uh, it's something, uh, it is something to behold. If you like slingshot dragsters, jet dragsters, the old-style funny cars, it is the place to be. So make sure you get out to Great Lakes Dragway. also like to thank our friends at the Milwaukee Auto, the Milwaukee Napa Auto Care Centers. They can be found on the web at milwcar.com. It's, uh, make sure to check them out, too. And joining us right off the bat, because we're short on time, in case you're wondering, it is a one-hour show because of the pregame show. Uh, it is Dennis Michelson from racetalkradio.com. Welcome to the show, Dennis. Mr. Z-Man, how the heck are you doing? I'm doing pretty good. Uh, better than Eric Amarola. But... You know what? He did not die. He had a big accident, and we're going to talk more about that in just a second. Kind of lost in all of this that we, all this fallout from the race on Saturday night uh, is the the seventh annual Go Bowling 400 at Kansas Speedway. Martin Truex actually won the race, and that kind of got lost in the mix. Martin Truex uh, over Brad Keselowski and Kevin Harvick. And that's the, it's Toyota getting back in victory lane. Uh, but it was, I mean, Martin Truex, he led 104 of the 267 laps. He's the guy, I guess the other one's up there. Ryan Blaney was looking good uh, most of the night. And, but the, every, everyone is talking about the big accident and the fallout from the big accident. Now there's two ways you can go on this, Dennis. One is actually the accident itself. With uh, Joey Logano uh, losing a brake rotor, I believe, hitting Danica, Danica hitting the wall, and then Eric Amarola, who apparently cut a tire or something, slid into the whole mess. And you know what? When you know when you're driving 200 miles an hour, once in a while a driver's gonna get hurt. Once in a while, we've been on this banging this drum all year long, and just some people just have a hard time put grasping that uh, in the media. Isn't that true, Dennis? Yeah, it absolutely is. But if you look at this wreck, um, the two that took a harder hit, in my opinion, um, were actually Joey Logano and Danica Patrick. And then, of course, there was a big fireball from both of those cars. Thankfully, all the safety equipment did its job and Mm -hmm. put the fire out. Then Almirola comes rolling into it, and I'm sure he was in every kind of fluid imaginable on the sure. track at that point. He couldn't do anything but hang on. And and it was very similar to uh, that injury we got in IndyCar a few years ago, where uh, the car went up in the air at, at mid-Ohio and came down. 
rather abruptly and end up with a back injury. Um, you know, it's that's a similar thing that happened here. And then, of course, what happened next was the massive amounts of overreaction mm-hmm. to the crash. Because the minute I'm watching this crash, the first thing that I see is two things that I always look for. I saw the window net down on the 43 car, and I saw Almirola moving his head. And it wasn't that the head was moving forward and then not just slumping over the wheel. He was able to move his head and made an effort to try to to get himself out of the car and then realize, uh-oh, this is a lot of pain. I'm staying put. So this was never, never, ever, ever, ever a life-threatening injury. There was no way that anything bad was happening to Eric Almirola with the exception of, I've got a, a compressed vertebrae in the back that is very, very painful. The safety crews on the scene, and this was the first real test of this new safety group that NASCAR's got traveling to every race, is it almost looked like there was an argument or or sort of a disagreement or a misunderstanding of who was going to take charge. So you had about 47,000 people standing around you. You always had as many people standing around the car as we saw at the uh, the truck race the night before. And it, it seemed like nobody wanted to take charge of what they were going to end up doing. And, of course, they ended up sawing the, the roof off the car. And once they decided what they were going to do, they got done pretty darn quick. But the, the overreaction to this really amazed me. Uh, you know, I'm sorry. I get really upset when somebody gets hurt. And I get even more upset when somebody gets killed. But there was never, ever, ever a life-threatening injury possible from this. The window net came down instantly. He was conscious through the whole thing. He was fine. He's just got a back issue. Yeah, I agree with you. Uh, What did you think of all the flack that Danica took after her interview where, you know, you had Logano come out first and – you know, he looks like the world is falling and he feels so bad and whether you believe it or not, but, you know, oh, thoughts and prayers with Eric. And then Danica comes out and, you know, gives her take. And the last thing in her interview instead of the first was, you know, gee, I, I hope Eric's okay. And she said exactly what you just said, Dennis, where, you know, his car is the least banged up. He probably took the lightest hit out of the three of us. Hopefully everything's okay, but then she just got destroyed on social media because, you know, she didn't act like, you know, like it was it was doom, doom and gloom. What's your take on all that? Overreaction by Joey Logano, and Danica Patrick was right on the money with, with things. She was asked a question, folks, and she answered that question fully, and then she immediately... At the end of the interview, after she was done answering the questions that were asked of her, she then gave sort of the, the typical shout-out to Eric Almirola, you know, hopeful as well, blah, blah. But this was never life-threatening. She probably saw the window net down because she, the way she walked around the track, uh, heading back towards Logano's car, she actually saw 
that the window net was down, and he saw that he was moving. Yeah. Logano didn't see that. All Logano saw was a big pile of people congregating around the 43 car. So they both had different ways of, of that they experienced this issue. And then the number one reason, fans are idiots. They just want to do <laughs> anything in their power to complain about something that Danica Patrick did. And it's for some reason worse from the female fans that don't want this lady driving in NASCAR. I just don't get the hatred for Danica Patrick. I've never understood this. Yeah, she's an average driver. She's the 20th best driver on any given week. On a good day, she's 20th best. Who cares? Somebody's got to finish 20th. They can't all win the race. But the hatred for Danica Patrick has always amazed me. Yet, if you've got a female racer who can't even get out of her own way, but is nice to the fans, like Jennifer Jo Cobb in the Truck Series, she's the greatest thing in the world. I have never understood that, and I've never understood the destroying of Danica Patrick on a weekly basis. Yeah, I agree with you. And it's kind of funny because uh, when you look at NASCAR, a lot of the bad boys were some of the biggest fan favorites. You look at the Intimidator, uh, you know, and, and but somehow Danica got thrown into the whole Kyle Busch kind of uh, bag instead of instead of the Intimidator kind of bag. Well, I guess because she doesn't act all cutesy all the time and is, is you know soft and fuzzy like kittens. She's just a racer who speaks her mind. You well, know, we can't just, have that. I, we can't. Yeah, have we that. can't have that. And it's you know, some of it is the fact that she has marketed herself, you know, from the standpoint of off the track stuff. But hey, you do what you can to get sponsorship in this business and to make a living in this business. Nobody had a hard time when Carl Edwards was taking off his shirt for a picture, but if Danica Patrick poses in a bikini years ago, that's going to be held against her forever. There's such a double standard, and there's still sexism in this stupid sport. Well, I mean, it, she, was running the, she was running the best race of the year, and, and for her to, you know, something like that happening, I mean, yeah, she should be. We, I mean, I mean, the three of us in here, we appreciate her showing raw honesty. Absolutely. You know, and she's talking to Jamie Little. Jamie Little has a lot of respect in the, in the pit and paddock area. And, you know, it's just, it was so frustrating for the people to go, oh, it's like she didn't even care about Amber all this and that. I mean, it's, it's just frustrating. And then you wonder why. Certain drivers are nothing more than, than, than you know, puppets, you know, just sp- well, spewing well, out the it. same crap, you know. Yeah, this is this is exactly it. We we are all upset that these guys were all cookie cutters. Why does Jimmy Johnson ever say anything interesting? All he does is say the same stuff. Why does this guy say that same stuff? But the minute somebody speaks their mind, oh, he's being an idiot. Or she's being all conceited. Why did she go to Victory Lane when Ricky Stenhouse Jr. won last week at Talladega? All of this crap. It, it, it does not matter what Danica Patrick does. She will be criticized for it yep. each and every week. 
Well, because it's an hour show today, uh, Dennis and Lori will be on the podcast after the show, and make sure you listen to them. Uh, we'll be tweeting out the information too. So, and uh, I guess you guys are going to be talking more um, ab- about this. Well, also, and then also the 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 All Star race that's happening this this weekend, which is I don't know, Jeff. I didn't mention this to you, but I mentioned this before the show with Dennis. You know, as the All Star race, what's your feeling on it? I I watch it just because you know with a million dollars on the line you see risks that but you it, wouldn't has normally it lost see. Lost a little bit of its luster, you absolutely. think? Absolutely, yeah, absolutely. So I mean, one of the things I threw out is why not throw out some playoff points for it? Well, yeah, they seem to be handing them out left and right. You know that's what I, mean? what I was going to say. They're giving them giving them away like crazy now. So I don't, you know, it it doesn't make any sense. But I yes, I will watch it. They do give out one playoff point every time the driver washes his hands after going to the bathroom. Now. <laughs> good, good hygiene is rewarded. Yeah, but is one type of porta potty more worth more than than the other? Because obviously, the Coca Cola Six Hundred is the most important race of the season well, according I do, to NASCAR. I do like you know what the World Six Hundred going to be with four segments. And they're equal segments. Did I read that right? It is equal yeah, segments, 100, right? Yeah, hundred laps. And each. I don't, I don't like, I don't like it how they're weighted now. You know, I think it should be if they're if you're going to do the three, because I guess they're going to be like NHL with the periods. Um, you know, I mean, I I like the even. You know, if if you're running a five hundred laps at Martinsville, I should not have picked that one because I'm off a division, and you divide it into three. This that's is a, 167 and a third. See, that's that Illinois education right there talking. <laughs> and the college educated. Uh, all right. Um, yeah, so, I mean, I like that. I, I don't like the how they have it now, but who, who, who am I? Are you happy that they weighted the 600 more than any other race of the season? No. No, it's stupid. It, it's <laughs> stupid. It, it, this is an endurance race. And so, you know... What would been what would have been wrong with doing one hundred, one hundred, and two hundred as your segments? And I don't and know. It, it spreads don't, it out. It's a long race, Dennis. You got It's different. But here's the thing: is the the last segment was was not supposed. It was supposed to be real racing. It's not supposed to be impacted by these things. And the thing that I don't like about it more than anything else. If they made the decision two weeks before the race, right? Yep, absolutely. This was not. This is changing the rules as you go along. Right. Are they going to all of a sudden have five at the Bristol Night Race so they can add even more drama? I don't like changing the rules. Yeah, in I understand the of the that. Season. I will give you that point, but I mean, I do like it. It being weighted a little more. I mean, it's, it's a longer race. I mean, uh, IndyCar used to do that. USAC Racing in the past used to do that. Back in the 50s, 60s, and 70s, if you won the Indy 500, you got 1,000 points. But if you won at Milwaukee here for the 150-mile race, you only got 300 points. But if you won the 200-mile in August, you got 400 points. It was The points were weighted by the length of the race. So, and now IndyCar, everybody has a problem with well, having Well, and the reason... Points. And CART did that because, in CART's opinion, they wanted to kind of spread it out. They kind of wanted to go be like NASCAR when they when they shrunk the series back in '72, 
where all the races are equal, where you don't have races worth more than that. And I, I but they're not though. They're not equal. Loudon is not Bristol. Loudon is not Darlington. And I mean, I understand that, but I kind of like. You know, we you can go round and round on this, but I mean, I, I kind of like I don't mind the 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 six hundred having the four segments, but I just think if you're going to weight it differently for the bigger races of the year, Daytona, you know, the six hundred, uh, Brickyard, whatever, it should have been done before the season. Well, and for, Formula One and IndyCar are going double points in the last race. Okay, but you know, so it, I mean, it's known, yeah, it's known, right, It's right. not, it's not two weeks away, and oh, hey, guess what, guys, you know. This one counts for right. more than any other. So it, yeah, it, it makes NASCAR look silly. I thought for a minute the XFL came back from the dead, you know, <laughs> where they used to change the rules every week. You know, it just, it, Did, I don't know. It To me, it's, it's it really shows desperation when you're changing the rules for the longest race of the season. What you're saying is you don't think the racing itself will be any good without the gimmicks and you know that's a shame because actually i thought the racing this past week at kansas was pretty good now i am looking for help from a gofundme account because i've got an idea for an invention that's going to make nascar racing great at the mile and a half and two mile tracks and that is it's going to be this giant drone that will go around the track you know based on programming you know, GPS coordinates in, so it won't affect the racing any, but it will produce turbulence out in front of the leader so he can't ever have clean air. And that's, you know, I, I only need $4.2 million, and uh, I'm figuring with all the NASCAR fans tuning in, if they all just gave a dollar, that's gonna be that a heck- I could have... That, I could have my budget to, to build my monstrosity. Yeah, it's going to have uh, to be a big drone. <laughs> my air diffuser drone that will fly out in front of the cars. And uh, it just, it, it's all atmospheric thermodynamics, folks. It can be done. But once we eliminate clean air, uh, we'll, be, we'll be fine. And the only, re- the only problem we've got now is the big drone's got to pass, you know, like the slow guys. Uh, about 20 times a, a race, and we haven't worked out the logistics of that yet. But, but no, I, you know, if you don't think your racing is good enough, then you come up with gimmicks. Well, stay tuned for Dennis Michelson and Lori Monroe off air on your phone, computer. I mean, this is 2017. Podcasting is the future. Don't tell the people on radio that. No, but seriously, I mean, you can listen to us, our show, if you missed last week's show. Or you miss an interview, you can go to, uh, what's her website? 1057fmthefan.com. And uh, there's the on-demand and podcast link. You click uh, click on-demand, and you'll get each and every segment of the uh, of the final inspection. Yeah, you can even go back in, in our history, go back and find out where we're wrong. You know, you can use that and tweet us, whatever. You can tweet me at Steve Zotke. You can tweet Jeff Orlals. There's no W. No W, He's Jeff the, underscore Orlowski. Yeah, the W got lost somewhere. And, of course, Dennis Michelson is at Race Talk Radio, correct? That is correct. On Twitter. So feel free to communicate with us. Speak your onions, as a DJ used to say here many, many, many years ago. And uh, we love hearing from all our fans. And, uh, Dennis, I got one more thing left to say about this this weekend. 
Yes, sir. Go Brewers. You're listening to the uh, Final Inspection Show. Go brought Cubs. to you by the legendary Great Lakes Dragway and Milwaukee Area Napa Auto Care Centers on the web at MILWCAR.com. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.